Assalamu alaikum. So today's episode number three of Hajj series and in, in this series what I want to do is again reflect on some of the inner beauties and spiritual beauties and some of the internal factors that kind of you know symbolize Hajj and remind us of what the bigger purpose of Hajj is, what are the bigger uh, kind of benefits of Hajj. Because you know unfortunately we as Muslims we become robotic in our approach to uh, the way we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our ibadah has become more of like a routine kind of external ritual where there's you know a lot of emphasis put on the external but internally we are you know empty from the inside there's no spirit and so to revive that spirit that's really what this series is all about and so one of the um, you know major you know uh, importances of Mecca and the Kaaba is one very very uh, major incident in the seerah of the life of the Prophet which was the conquest of Mecca and you know as we all know that this was basically the time where Muslims basically started coming back from Medina back to Mecca the same city that kicked them out the same city that persecuted them you know after all these uh, the struggle of like 23 years now the Prophet and the Sahaba and you know multitudes of new Muslims coming into Islam entire tribes coming into Islam that was what happened during the Fath of Mecca which is known as the conquest of Mecca but what's interesting is that um, you know when you go to Hajj and you and you kind of look at the Kaaba and you see all these millions of people doing Tawaf and doing you know uh, their rituals and in Mina and Arafah and Muzdalifah all these places one of the things that we need to also remember in the back of our mind is uh, the profound lessons of Surah Al-Fatih, which is actually a surah which uh, was revealed prior to the Fatih of Mecca. And, you know, the Mufassiru, they comment on the surah that it was actually revealed during the time of Hudaybiyah, right? The Sulh of Hudaybiyah, uh, which was basically an agreement between the, uh, you know, Quraysh and the Muslims. For the first time ever, there's like this agreement. And you know, if you look back at this, I don't want to make this a history lesson, but basically what happens in that, uh, you know, sulh or that agreement is that it's pretty much very, very unfair towards the Muslims and, you know, much bias towards the Quraysh. There's all sorts of conditions. There's not going to be any war for 10 years. And, uh, you know, Muslims, if, if a Muslim is caught... Uh, by Quraysh, then they won't return him back. If a non-Muslim non is caught by the Muslim, they should return him back to the Quraysh. And so there's many other unfair uh, terms in the agreement. One of the biggest ones that upset the Sahaba most is the fact that they actually went uh, to perform Umrah. You know, uh, basically the Prophet saw a dream in Medina and he's like, you know what, we're all going for Umrah. And, and so all the Sahaba, they were very excited. They were doing Umrah together with the Prophet You know, it's a long journey. There are no flights, there are no trains, nothing. They walk by foot. They reach there. And, you know, the Quraysh basically stand in their way and they start an agreement. The Prophet agrees to kind of give up and compromise so many things to the extent that he wasn't able to write Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. They told him to move out ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. We don't know who ar-Rahman ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. And they even told the Prophet to remove Rasulullah. So they said Muhammad Rasulullah when he wrote that down, 
They said, no, no, remove Rasulullah. We don't believe it's your Rasulullah. So there was a lot of compromise in Sahaba, including Abu Bakr Siddiq, Umar Al-An. They were very, very furious at this. And to the extent that when, uh, and by the way, the Quraysh told us, the Muslims, you're not going to do Umrah this year. You're going to have to come back next year. So imagine the feeling they had. They were furious and completely, you know, upset at the whole thing. To the extent that when the Prophet ﷺ told the Sahaba, he commanded them to, um, you know, sacrifice your animals and uh, shave off your head, which is a sign that your Umrah is complete, right? This is like the last thing you do when you perform your Umrah. And for the first time ever in the history of the Prophet's you know, seerah, the Sahaba don't obey him. You know, they basically are silent. The Prophet says three times, sacrifice your animals and shave your heads. Three times, complete silence. Nobody's, nobody's obeying him. That's how upset the Sahaba are. And so the Prophet doesn't know what to do. He goes in, inside uh, you know, his private uh, quarters and you know, his wife uh, suggested, our, our mother of the believers, she suggests to him that you know what, you know what, you just go out there and do your sacrifice and your halq, shave your head, you know, and inshallah they will follow you. So rather than giving verbal orders, just do, do it and inshallah they will follow. So he does that and indeed, you know, uh, another great lesson here that sometimes our wives can sometimes give us great advice that can be very, very helpful. So, um, what I'm trying to say here, why, why, what's the link between the story and um, you know, Umrah or Umrah and Hajj, and what, what's the whole point of mentioning this? The the point of mentioning this is in Surah Al-Fatih. You know, you'd think that the the Surah is talking about this opening, this grand victory. What is this grand victory in Surah Al-Fatih? You know, because there's many benefits of the you know Sulh Al-Hudaybiyah and the conquest of Mecca. There's a lot of, of course, wealth coming in for the Muslims. There's power. There's, you know, the idea that khalas, the city is now basically conquered by the Muslims. And so there's many references to signs of victory. But what is the ultimate victory? What is really the, the most important uh, part of this victory of this fath? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you look at Surah Al-Fath in, in more detail, He actually emphasizes the Sahaba a lot, the companions. anhum ajma'een. You know, especially towards the end of the... Uh, surah Allah describes them as as these really deeply rooted barks of trees that are unshakable but you know and so what is Allah alluding to here is the fact that the sahaba being able to go through all that emotional kind of roller coaster ride and you know be able to control their emotions and not basically explode in anger and create chaos during the sulh al-hudaybiyah that in itself was the ultimate victory. So it's emotional control, the emotional control of the Sahaba during this sulh, this extreme difficult times where you know, they were basically furious deep down inside, but at the same time they had to control their emotions because of their you know, uh, slavery to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and their obedience to the Prophet Although it, it was a bit difficult for them to control it, but they were silent, subhanAllah. Had one spoken up, it would have erupted, it would have been a mess. And so, you know, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala highlights in Surah Al-Fatih is that the real victory is the victory of emotional control, controlling your emotions. And that is something that we experience so much during Hajj. 
right? You have people pushing you. You have people who kind of accidentally maybe, you know, um, give you an elbow and, you know, um, there's not enough room to breathe sometimes. You get squeezed and you get pushed and shoved around and it gets really uncomfortable. Sometimes you're stuck in a bus for seven, eight hours sitting there doing nothing, right? Squeezed. And maybe the AC is not working. And it could be so many conditions. The food might not be according to your desires. Uh, maybe you get tired. Maybe you're not getting enough sleep. Maybe, you know, your neighbor is snoring and you can't sleep at night. There's so many situations that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know, puts us through during Hajj to make us kind of realize the, um, the difficulty of it. At the same time, to test our ability to control our emotions. And indeed, those who are able to control their emotions during Hajj, those who are able to you know, bear the, uh, the pain and the, the tension and the stress and are able to control their emotions and go through it without saying anything wrong, without insulting anybody, without having an anger burst, without you know, getting into an argument or fighting. Because you see that a lot. When I went to Hajj with my mother many years ago, you know, we, you, we saw people who actually got into fights. We saw people who were complaining, people who were raising their voices and, and shouting and you know, uh, complaining that my bed is not comfortable and all these things. Right? But the real victory, according to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Fatih, is the victory of ourselves, right? Being able to control yourself, your emotions. Subhanallah, you know? And Allah talks about, you know, the conquest of Mecca and the wealth and all the power and... Uh, you know, all these things as ukhra, as something secondary, a secondary victory. Yeah, that's also a victory, but it's secondary. The real victory is the victory of the character of the Sahaba. And this is good news for the Prophet. ﷺ. At the same time, Allah is highlighting to us through the surah is that, you know, when you go to Hajj, when you, uh, you know, read Surah Al Fatih, we have to remember that the real Fatih, the real victory is your personal victory over your emotions, over your thoughts over you know, your desire to shout, your desire to complain, your desire to fight and argue. And all of these things, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that, you know what, when you, are you going to submit to Allah and the Prophet or are you going to you know, submit to your desires and your you know, uh, emotional bursts? So subhanAllah, this is a huge, huge lesson of Hajj, is their ability to control your emotions and to be able to withstand and be forbearing and patient and you know, going through the entire difficult process. I mean, there's, there's no, it's no coincidence that Allah made Mecca such like a valley and it's so tight and everything is just congested and there's millions of people coming in. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew this. This is part of His plan, right? But the idea here is that it's purposely there for us to test us. And when you can go through that test, for that eight, ten days uh, with patience, with ease, no stress, no difficulty, no, co no conflict, then inshallah your character will be ready to face any kind of environment outside. You know? You'll be able to kind of uh, deal with any situation, traffic, you know, whatever situation makes you stressed out. You know, a believer should not get stressed out, basically. You know, you're always at peace. You have this inner peace in you. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to go through that training process in Hajj where you know, you're going through all these difficulties and all these kind of struggles just to make you realize that, you know what, if you can control your emotions in these days, 
then you have become victorious. So many people talk about victory and Islam, and you know we have to have Khilafah and Sharia, and they think that victory for Islam is you know when you have a state, Islamic state, and you have the Sharia rulings, and you have the Khilafah come back. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in the Quran highlights that you know all of those things are ukhra, they're secondary victories. The real victory is your victory with yourself. The real victory is your victory over your emotions and your you know kind of whims and desires and thoughts and so this is something that every single one of us can start working on even if you're not going to hajj these 10 days are the days for you to kind of do a reality check on yourself you know what's going on in your in your day how are you dealing with your children do you are you fighting are you arguing are you shouting at them how are you dealing with your spouse how are you dealing with people at work your customers your your boss uh, between friends right control your emotions during these times and that inshallah will give you the ultimate victory the victory over your own self inshallah assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh